So I took my dogs on a quarantine walk the other day. What does that entail? Just like walking in your neighborhood and not talking to anybody? Yeah, that was the plan. Like, you know, how everyone's like, stay inside. And you're like, ah, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go outside. <laughs> yeah. God damn. Yeah, I'm out of here. <laughs> this place sucks. Yeah. <laughs> So we had one of those walks and I was walking Carl and I had the baby strapped to my front and then uh-huh. Brandon was walking Hank and then he was supposed to keep an eye on the toddler. On your six? Then, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Watch In case six, anybody comes you know? up and wants to, <laughs> to conversate with me. you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, shit. And Carl, he walks better. Like, I will walk next to you and I won't pull. I'm just chilling here next to you. And he's cool with people that walk by you uh-huh. until they talk to you. Oh, God. <laughs> and then it's he's perfect. like, the fuck did you just say? And he gets real aggro <laughs> and like does the lungy jumpy bark thing. But he's not pulling. Like he doesn't uh, pull on the leash. He's just like real aggressive next to you. <laughs> yeah. He's literally just next to me like, oh, fuck you up. I will keep walking, motherfucker. <laughs> you think I won't you think I won't yeah and I'm just sitting there like well you know I would yell at him but I also don't want you near me sir so keep walking leave me alone about the butterflies or whatever the fuck's going on up here (laughs) exactly so that happened to one guy he was walking down like right as our little walk was starting and I just laughed and whatever we went about our day and then we're up at the top and there's like this little bend where you can't really see around the bend well I could see Carl is dumb and he's not observant and so I was like oh fuck there's people coming they have a dog like a tiny dog it was like a toy fucking chihuahua or something tiny tiny dog and I saw him coming I noticed they had a dog so I was like hey Carl check this shit out like be aware bro (laughs) (laughs) fucking do not get surprised here yeah (laughs) because if you get surprised don't freak out (laughs) it's not a bee but there are people coming (laughs) yeah (laughs) Literally, that's how I have to treat him. And so (laughs) the people came around the corner and one of them said, oh, they have a dog or something along those lines. And Carl was like, the fuck did you say? And just started like being all aggro at him again. And I was like, God damn it. So I just stood there and I have a baby strapped to my front and I look how I look. Yeah, you're not aggressive. Your dog is, but you look like anyone could take you. (laughs) Yeah, well, I would be afraid if I saw Carl being held by me, like, yeah, I'd be like, yeah. Mm-mm, that dog's going to eat our faces off. Yeah, he's going to break loose for sure. <laughs> yeah, so I just kind of like, well, this is what's happening. And I was like holding him because, again, he's not pulling, but also they have this tiny little dog who he's like, oh, we'll fucking eat you. <laughs> yeah, what are you, breakfast? Get out of here. Yeah. Well, it's a delightful snack. And then the lady said, that is not a friendly dog. (laughs) Were you like, I will fuck your shit up, bitch. Don't you say shit about my dog. (laughs) Carry on. I just, I just started laughing and like looked at Brandon and then I was like, no, he's not. You should move along. You should get out of here. What the fuck are you doing on my hill? (laughs) Yeah. And then that's been our thing now all the time. Like the doorbell rings and I'm like, that is not a friendly dog. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Okay, Erin, give me your goddamn. Well, my goddamn is about my fucking dogs again because we had a little <laughs> another adventure. So Brandon was like the only thing, the only kind of chicken in the fucking stores is like chicken thighs, right? Like the you want a party pack want. of chicken wings? Yeah. yeah. 
And so he was like, I guess I'll get these. And so that's what he's making for lunch. He's like, I'll just fucking cook up some hot wings real quick, right? Yeah. What else are you going to do with chicken thighs? Yeah, exactly. I was at work. And so I was coming home and I called him and he's like, the dogs are going to die. And I was like, (laughs) great. Why? They got Rona? (laughs) Yeah. Like what happened? And he's like, I don't even fucking care. I'm not going to take him to the vet. I'm not spending money on these dogs. He says this every single time. like all revved up. Oh, he gets real mad. Yeah. (laughs) because <laughs> he gets mad like that they did something dumb and so he's like this is how you die motherfucker <laughs> you're lucky this isn't the wild you'd never survive <laughs> yeah and so i was like well what happened and he said that he was going to make these delicious chicken thighs and oh, they God. were frozen and he put them out on the fucking counter like pan thing whatever and then the doorbell rang and he forgot that he had someone coming over to look at rain gutters or do some shit i don't know what the fuck? Six feet, bro? Bro. Isolation. I know. Now is not the time to fix your rain gutters. <laughs> Apparently, home improvement is essential. So <laughs> we're keeping the economy alive. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. That's true. That's a good way to look at it. I can't even complain. Yeah. I got people all over my house. <laughs> right? Yeah, they're digging up under your house. So Brandon goes outside to talk to this guy for like 10 minutes or whatever, and he comes back, and the dogs together had eaten like four fucking frozen chicken wings and oh god you're not supposed to eat chicken bones and these motherfuckers were bone in yeah (laughs) and so he's like well that's it they're gonna die like doesn't matter i don't fucking care blah blah shit splinters yeah and he's like i'm not taking them to the vet and i was like all right well i will so yeah yeah thanks for the heads up (laughs) i guess i'll get the car ready Like, I mean, if they start acting weird or something, I I guess I can take them. Thanks for letting me know what happened so I can tell the vet. <laughs> like, did you give them some water? Are they choking on it actively or did they just chew it? <laughs> I, I mean, he wasn't in the house. So who knows? <laughs> and then I came home and there was like little bits of fucking frozen skin on the carpet. And I was like, oh, he didn't even clean it up. <laughs> I don't, I guess not. He probably just looked and was like, oh man, six are missing or four, however many they fucking got. <laughs> and it's like, do you know which dog did it? Because like if it was Carl, he's going to be fine. If yeah, it was Hank, he's, he's so gentle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he could break bones. <laughs> so dainty. Yeah. yeah. If it's Carl, he could swallow that shit whole. It'll be fine. Right? Yeah. And poop it out whole. <laughs> yeah, he will. Yeah, so my dogs might die. Hopefully not. Uh, Knock on table. Oh, so you don't even know if they're going to live still or not. No, I mean, they're sleeping right now in my bed. They look pretty fucking happy with themselves. (laughs) That (laughs) was this afternoon. We got chicken thighs for dinner tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're living large. (laughs) Oh, you poor soul. Well, I guess I I feel bad for Brandon. I feel more bad for you. Well, listen, he's (laughs) over it. He just put more on the fucking tray and was like, I'm still having my tasty thighs or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. All right, Stacey, give me your goddamn. All right, my goddamn is we're having the foundation worked on, which I've mentioned before. And so today, this week, we have to move out of our house so that they can <gasps> fucking rip everything up and re-cement it, whatever. So we had to pack the whole house up, and it's all in one little room of the home where the foundation will not be worked on, where we're, like, going to close it off so that we didn't have to, like, pay for storage or anything. Yeah. Which is really awesome. Silver lining, right? Except that we had to have everything out basically today, which is Thursday, so that they could come through and mark it all up. And then they're not starting till Monday. So from Thursday to Monday, we're basically living with all of our shit in one room. It's like we live in like a New York studio apartment. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
So we have all of the dressers in there, like functional, you know, like we've got some really sweet feng shui going. So yeah. I can get the kids clothes out anytime I need to. <laughs> and then we have just like boxes stacked on top of it. I li- it looks like an episode of Hoarders in my living room. Oh, my God. And we're all just living out of there. And then each of the bedrooms just has a bed. And that's my home right now. What room are you in? Uh, the like the room that was converted into a garage. That's like the second fucking living room. Oh, OK. Yeah. Baby Thunderdome. Baby Thunderdome, yeah, where all the kids' toys and shit is. Yeah. Well, now it's like Baby Death Thunderdome because, <laughs> like, everything's precariously balanced and it's, like, a pain in the ass to let the kids play in there now, oh. which is the only room they want to play in because that's where all the shit is. Yeah, no kidding. That sucks. Oh, man. Oh, it's been it's been something. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a blessing. It's just a blessing. I feel like no sane person would have done the things that we have done to get through this, like, busted foundation issue. But it's like, you got to do what you got to do, right? Like, living on this goddamn cement floor and with two goddamn kids. Oh, yeah. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I've never been so excited for carpet in my goddamn life. (laughs) No kidding. I'm so close. Yeah. You are. Yeah. Yeah, At least there's an end in sight. Like, work is being done. Yes, I'm so excited. So my goddamn is a fucking nightmare, but also super excited. Yeah, nice. I like it. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. Here we are keeping the economy alive. Goddamn, I might single-handedly be keeping the economy alive. <laughs> but great. Shit's expensive. Speaking of which. Tell me about it. Should we mention our plans for next week? <gasps> We should. I need to put it on the social media. Mm-hmm. So, everyone. Tell them, Aaron. Tell them, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Since we know you're fucking home and bored, except for some of you who are super essential, we have decided that we are going to get on Twitch and... Twitch, Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> stream our fucking podcast live for... yes. I guess just while we're recording it, we'll fucking yeah, see Yeah, it's like a goes. behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. It, we'll see how it goes. Um, It's going to be the good, the bad, and the ugly. You guys are going to see mm-hmm. us fucking repeat stuff or be like, the fuck did you just say? Or yeah, like talking about irrelevant shit that didn't make it into the normal podcast. <laughs> exactly. Or trying to fact check, which we don't usually do, but we might. No. <laughs> Not often. You don't know. We might because you're watching. (laughs) Exactly. So we'll see how that goes. We'll let you guys know when we're going to do it. Mm -hmm. It'll be Thursday. Yeah. Tentatively planned for Thursday at around 7 p.m. our time, which is California time. I don't even fucking know which one that is. So figure that out, guys. And that's Thursday, April 2nd, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, very official. We've obviously had this very well planned out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope that people watch at least like, you know, maybe like five. That'd be nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. If we got five people, I'd be fucking stoked. I if would five too. Of you could just like tune in real quick and be like, hi, and then you can leave us alone. <laughs> yeah. Be like, OK, great. Good job. Um, I did not want to see the magic because now it is ruined. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You guys, seriously, Aaron does some super sweet editing skills, and you're going to appreciate those the moment you watch this Twitch, because it's literally us, like, yeah, it's just us hanging out, and then in between these, the parts you get to hear is, like, the shit we actually murder don't edit out is, like, the murder part. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You guys are going to be like, when are these bitches going to talk about murder? Yeah. 
And we're going to be like, oh, my God, you know, when you put your hair up in the mom bun, but it's like the ugly mom bun. (laughs) Exactly. Well, that's like how she had it. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. And Aaron normally would cut that shit out, like not relevant. Yeah, not relevant, kind of offensive. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys will get to hear all of that. And uh, yeah, we're going to get in trouble. Yeah, we might. I mean, okay, listen, I hope that it's at least entertaining for you people. We're trying to do our part in entertaining you. That's all. Yeah, yeah. So you'll get to hear the raw version with everything, all the bad shit and all the good shit. And then the next week you can listen to the like fucking beautiful version that you're used to. Yeah, we're still going to. you know, you could just not because you're like, I heard that story. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We're still going to edit it per (laughs) usual. And then that'll come out on Sunday in case you don't want to watch the whole fucking Twitch because you're like, wow, this is really longer than I expected it to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it takes a couple hours for this magic to happen. Yeah, so, you know, but we'll be there, and I hope that you guys come join, because that'll be so fun. Yeah, so go fucking create a Twitch account or some shit. I'll put instructions on social media on how to do that, Yeah, too. But, like, you know, if you're bored right now and you're listening, go ahead and fucking sign up and get ready. And then you'll subscribe to us so that you'll be alerted when we go live. Yeah, and I believe that our Twitch handle is ISGD Podcast. So, if you it better be I know right <laughs> well Brandon has been creating all of this because he's like yeah trying to be our goddamn manager or something now I don't know and he's like oh it's yeah. gonna be yeah. great suddenly he knows everything about podcasting exactly he's like you guys need to do this so actually Brandon's gonna have to listen to his very first episode <laughs> uh can I just tell you secretly behind the scenes I am planning on picking a fucking terrible story for him to have to listen to oh like God. a gory ass story <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be. I'm sure I'm going to find one. You guys might have to bear with me if it's one you already know. Oh, my God. That would <laughs> but be... it is my goal to make him so uncomfortable. That'll be hilarious. <laughs> oh, he's going to hate it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you guys will you'll be fucking interacting with Brandon, too, right? Like, I don't know how this Twitch thing works. Yeah. So people are able to comment and stuff. And then Brandon's going to be the one that will respond to them or let us know, like, hey, people fucking asked a question. But we're going to try and keep it, like us doing the podcast and then between like goddamns maybe or between stories we can be like hey did anyone say anything exciting and then he can be like yo so-and-so asked this and we can talk about it or talk interact. about the cases yeah and interact but I'm thinking through like the actual story that we should just make it like this is a podcast yeah yeah so we don't mess up our flow yeah and make it a little bit easier for me to edit because then I can cut out all yeah, the like yeah. weird questions <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That won't make it to the normal podcast. Exactly. You guys, I'm super excited for this. I hope you guys show up. <laughs> Me too. Otherwise, we'll just be hanging out like we normally do, and then like three people on the interwebs can see us. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, everybody's in quarantine, so maybe people yeah. will. Yeah, you guys, uh, and if you're listening to this and you're excited, go ahead and like fucking reach out to us, tweet at us or some shit so we know you're getting amped. Yeah. then you'll amp us up. We yeah. need your we you guys are our hype men and we need that. It's <laughs> so goddamn true. Cuz right now all I have is Brandon who's like, "No, listen, people are going to listen. I promise. Oh, you guys are going to get like 100 listeners." And I was like, "I don't think that's going to happen." <laughs> <laughs> all right, Stacy, should we get the show on the road? Yes. Everybody, welcome to episode 81 of I Say Goddamn. I Say Goddamn. Ah, oh, goddamn, goddamn. <laughs> All right, it's my turn to go first. So I'm going to tell you a story about murder. Are you ready? I've never been more ready for anything in my life. That's what you say now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let me tell you a little story about Larry Robinson. It's always fucking Larry. (laughs) (laughs) 
God damn it, Larry. Yep. What is his real name? It's not Larry. You're not born. You never met a baby named Larry. I mean, not anymore. But they are, aren't they? Larry? That's the full name. It's not like Leopold, because that'd be Paul. Yeah. (laughs) That's confusing. Why not Leo? I don't know. My grandpa was Leopold, and he went by Paul. That's not right. Um, I mean, that's what it was. (laughs) (laughs) Why you gotta make shit up? (laughs) Yeah, but I've never met a baby named Larry. And here's baby Larry. Well, yeah, but that's because nobody's naming their kids Larry anymore. Or George or Frank. Let's bring it back. Or Fred. Or Mike. (sighs) Sorry, Mike. Mike. (laughs) 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 All right, guys. Okay, so Larry Robinson. He grew up an ideal child, and he was one of eight children. God damn. What year is this? Yeah, I knew you were going <laughs> to ask that, because I didn't write the goddamn year that he oh, was born. All right? Some bitch. But just so you know, this shit's about to take place in, like, the early 80s, but I'm telling you a little bit about his life, all right? Okay, okay. And then I don't even, I didn't even put how old he was when all this shit happened. Oh, okay. I would guess if he was born in, like, 50s or 60s then, because you're going to do, like, some shit in your 20s or 30s, generally, if you're on a yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. I think he was, like, uh, in his mid-20s or, like, you know, early 30s, somewhere around All right. There. I like it. Maybe I wrote I can, it. I don't remember. Let's go on this adventure together. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Larry, when he was a baby, he was a pretty good kid, uh, one of eight children. When he was two years old, his father actually died of a brain tumor. Ooh. And so his mother ended up raising him and his siblings. I think that of those eight children, some of them were step uh, siblings from like his mom remarried or some shit. Okay. Makes sense. But he was really smart and he was a boy scout and he went to Sunday school. Really great kid, right? Yeah. Normal fucking life minus the part where your dad died of brain tumors. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah, super suck. But around the age of 12, Larry began exhibiting signs of schizophrenia. Uh Uh-oh. And so his grades started to drop, and he started to collect strange things like pencils and staplers. <laughs> okay. Anybody thinking of office space? Because that's all I think of anytime I hear the word stapler. Yeah, his sweet swing line. <laughs> but he said I could have the radio on as long as it was at a respectable level. <laughs> all right. Anyway, okay. So he's collecting weird shit, right? Yeah. Uh, he would have these spells where he would appear troubled and frightened. And his mom had him hospitalized actually several times, but every time he'd be released because he was found to be nonviolent. Okay. I guess it turns out his family had like this long history of schizophrenia. I didn't write down the goddamn lineage, but you know, it wasn't that out there that he had schizophrenia. And his mom was like pushing really hard to get him the proper health care. But every time they would like institutionalize him for a little bit and then they'd be like, okay, later, you're out of here. And his mom would be like, no, you need to keep him because every time you release him, he goes downhill and nobody did anything about it. Okay. Larry began experimenting with drugs like pot and pills. And this is where his life really started to spiral out of control. All right. At 17, he decided to enlist in the Air Force. But because of his hallucinations and probably drug use and everything, he was discharged after a year of service. Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Shit's about to get cray here in a second. Yeah. Uh, He started to believe that he could move things with his mind, and he even built a plywood pyramid, and he would sleep under it because he felt that it would give him special powers. Okay, a little bit of a Matilda thing going on, huh? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right? Yell at me again. Just yell at me. (laughs) I like it, yeah. Anyway, I'm, like, doing it myself. Like, somebody yell at me. <laughs> I mean, I was a big fan of Danny DeVito. 
<laughs> so there's that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, this whole like sleeping with a pyramid over your head. I can't remember where I saw this recently, but somebody was like, it was like one of my reality TV shows. Somebody had this like contraption and they believe, and it was in the shape of a pyramid. And they believed if they like meditated with it on their head or something that it like brought them higher powers or some shit. It's like mm-hmm. a real belief. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. That's a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, all my reality shows, they're all fucking nuts. Yep. Okay, so he was doing this shit, sleeping under a plywood pyramid, which, how do you know it's just not like a teepee, like a homemade fort? I mean, it's plywood. (laughs) That's how I know it's not a teepee. (laughs) Touche. Also, forts are like blankets and shit. This guy was like, no, 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 no. This needs to be structurally sound. Maybe he made a treehouse in his house. (laughs) Okay. All right. Anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he actually had a wife for a few weeks at one time, but weeks. obviously, yeah, that marriage didn't work out so well. Yeah, good for him. So he felt that the CIA and the Air Force were chasing him, like mm-hmm. chasing after him, yep. and that he had this power coming out of his head, and that <laughs> at one time, I'm sorry. This is all perfectly this reasonable. Is such, <laughs> such a dick, because it's not funny, because it's mental illness. But also, it's kind of funny because he felt that he had this power that was coming out of his head. And one time, he exploded a car and it killed the passengers inside of the car because of him. Wow. I don't think there was any actual reports of any cars exploding. That was my question. Unexpectedly. (laughs) Yeah. I said unexpectedly. (laughs) You know. Whatever. Unexplainably. Yeah. Unexpectedly. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Okay, so. He even believed that the CIA were sending him secret messages through the TV. Ooh. So, like, first of all, they're, like, chasing him and shit, and he's blowing shit up with his mind. But mm-hmm. also, they're, like, telling him secret messages on the tele. I feel like I've heard this. Oh, have you? You might have. Does he videotape himself a lot? I did not get that level of detail. Okay, go on <laughs> then. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Okay, then in 1979, at the age of 21, oh, we could do the math. Who wants to, though? No, not me. Wait, 79? That's an easy one. 21? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Never mind. It's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy. I was like, I can add those two. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so he was born in like 58. All right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Crushed it. Hard and loose math. Can I hope we there's no math in the Twitch live? one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Embarrassing. Will you please do the math in real life when you're editing and then cut that out if I sound stupid? <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, you can keep that last bit if you want to. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so uh, at the age of 21, Larry was arrested for stealing a truck and his parents left him in jail for actually six months. God because, damn. Yeah, because they were like hey, man, jail is better than you out on the streets because you're fucking hallucinating and you believe the CIA is after you and I can't get any institution to take care of you, so I'd rather you be in jail than cruising around here doing some crazy shit, right? Wow, that's some tough love. Like, they were seriously concerned about his well-being and nobody was listening, nobody was doing anything about it, nobody was taking him in. They were just like, yeah, but he's not violent. His parents were like, I'd like to not wait for it to get violent, please. Yeah, yeah, like he's hallucinating, though. It, this might lead to some shit. He believes he blew people up with his mind. Like, that's, uh, yeah. even though he didn't really, like, he's thinking that it's okay that that happened, right? He's not feeling super guilty about it or anything. Yeah, he's doing stuff violent in his mind. Yeah. 
Which is worse. Is it I worse? Mean, <laughs> no. But I mean it's it's a it's a step. It's like yeah. a I don't know, having fantasies about like raping a person before you yeah. rape a person, you know. But like believing that you had done that too. Okay. Yeah, that's weird. Anyway. Yeah, super crazy. Uh his drug abuse began to grow through all of this as well, and that didn't help either. Nope. He was abusing marijuana, methamphetamines, amphetamines, Ooh. tranquilizers, LSD, and PCP. God damn. That was a lot of shit. This is a goddamn cocktail. Yeah, that's a cocktail. I should mention he's doing this outside of jail. Like, he served his six months, and then he got out again, and his parents were like, God damn it. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then in June of 1982, a friend of Larry's introduced him to a man by the name of Ricky Bryant. All right, Ricky. What's up, Ricky? So Ricky was looking for a roommate, and Larry was looking for a place to stay. So the two became friends, and Larry moved into Ricky's place in Fort Worth, Texas. All right. Everything was going great until on August 10th, 1982, Ricky's mom knocked on Ricky's door to pay him a little visit. Mm-hmm. I don't know what triggered her to pay the visit. I don't know if she was like, hey, I can't get a hold of Ricky. What's going on? Or if she was just like, let me swing by and see how my sweet little son is doing. Yeah. And so Ricky doesn't answer the door, and she lets herself in, and what she finds when she opens the door is something made up of nightmares. Oh, Lord. Yeah, so on the on the floor in the main bathroom of the home, she found her son Ricky Bryant laying mm. on the floor, clearly dead. Oh, no. His head had been severed from his body. Oh, my God. This and poor then, mom. Yeah, I don't want to ever. Yeah, yeah. No, thank you. Oh. The head was then placed in the crook of his arm as if to make it appear that, like, his body was holding his own head. Uh-huh. His head had two gunshot wounds to it. Ugh. His body had suffered eight cut wounds and 49 stab wounds. God damn. Are those pre- or post-mortem? I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb here and say that, like, the gunshots were first and then he pulled out the knife and did the cutting. Yeah, yeah. So post-mortem? Okay. Just guessing. I don't know that to be fact. Yeah. It was obvious, too, that he had been sexually mutilated. Ooh, no. Because he was castrated. I should have saved this one for Brandon. Right? (laughs) That's so rude. (laughs) Right as I get to the worst part. Yeah, the part that every dude is cringing about. Yeah, yeah. Um, His penis was found in the kitchen sink, and his testicles have actually never been recovered. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ooh, ew. They probably yeah. searched the fucking sink trap, right? I'm guessing. I mean, if they're doing good detective work. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I would look for them. Maybe they got flushed. Oh. I, I see. I was thinking, like, if the penis was in the sink, I was thinking, like, garbage disposal. Oh, my God. I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why I am the way that I am. <laughs> I don't know either, but I love you the way you are. <laughs> Come as you are. I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So next door to Ricky lived a 34-year-old woman by the name of Georgia Reed. And she lived there with her 11-year-old son, Scott Reed. Okay. Georgia's mother, who was 55 years old, her name was Erlene Baker. She was also staying with Georgia at the time because she was recovering from a recent brain surgery that she had had. And Georgia was taking care of her. All right. Also... Georgia's boyfriend, Bruce Gardner, he would always, like, you know, swing in and stop by and say hi or whatever. 
And on the day that Ricky was murdered, he was due to come over to take Georgia out on a date. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the police come over, like, they go next door to, like, talk to Georgia to be like, hey, did you hear gunshots? Like, do you know what the fuck happened? Yeah. They knock on the door and nobody answers. And so they let themselves in somehow. And in the home, they find a second massacre. What? In the living room on the floor, they find the fully clothed bodies of Erlene and Bruce laying there. Uh. Yeah, so her mom, Georgia's mom, and Georgia's boyfriend. Yeah. Erlene was shot several times and had a bunch of stab wounds, including a cut wound to her neck. Oh, God. And this is a little old lady? Yeah, that just had brain surgery, man. Oh, my God. Ugh. Bruce had several gunshot wounds, as well as a deep cut to the neck, just like Erling did. Mm-hmm. In one of the bedrooms, I'll get through this quickly. In one of the bedrooms was the body of the 11-year-old Scott. Ugh. He was lying on his stomach, and he had been shot once and stabbed multiple times. Oh, my God. He also suffered a contusion to the head due to blunt trauma. Ugh. What Here's the, the worst part. It gets worse? It gets worse. The police found, like, when they moved his body, they found a hammer underneath him. So they suspect that he was using that hammer to defend his family when he was murdered. Oh, my God. That's so sad. Isn't that the worst? That poor 11-year-old little boy. Yeah. Oh, that's the worst. Oh, how terrifying. Awful. Oh, I hate it. I know. In another bedroom was the nude body of Georgia. She was shot twice, stabbed a bunch also, and had a deep cut to the neck. Ugh. So it's almost like this guy was running around like trying to cut people's heads off. I don't know. Yeah. Obviously slicing their necks. Because everything said deep cut, but I'm assuming it was like, you know, slashed to the neck. Yeah. Oh. So police weren't sure what had happened here, but some of the victims... Uh, their wallets and jewelry were missing, and so they were thinking that this was a robbery that had gone bad. Uh, except for Ricky being dead. Yeah, I mean, but maybe, like, maybe they were house hopping, you know? Okay, yeah, I like, guess. Like, robbing houses, and then they were like, fuck, man, there's a lot of people still in their homes. I'm out of here. I guess, yeah. Ugh, okay. But around 4 a.m. on August 11th, the next morning... In Wichita, Kansas, a police officer noticed that there was this suspicious-looking vehicle backed into a local church. Mm-hmm. And so she walks over to the car, and inside she finds Larry. Mm-hmm. And she asks him to step out of the car and for some identification. And Larry was like, I don't have any ID, but my name is Jeffrey K. Kennedy, and the car that I have here, it belongs to my brother. So don't be alarmed. It's not my car or anything, but... I'm one of the Kennedys. Yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty trustworthy. (laughs) You can trust me. Everything's okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah, the cop's like, all right, let me just run these plates real quick. And she found out that although the car Larry was in had a license plate with a valid registration sticker, that the car's actual, like, VIN number had, that registration had been expired for two years. Oh. So, like, the plates were technically good, but the plates didn't match the car And so she dug a little deeper and realized that the actual car he was driving, the registration had been expired for two years. So somebody had taken a license plate off another car and put it on this car. Okay. So that's fucking suspect. Yeah. Looking a little fishy here. Yeah. 
So the police officer then proceeded to search Larry's pockets, and she found a woman's wedding ring, Uh some bullets, and three wallets. Oh, that's too many. (laughs) Yeah, that's looking a little suspicious. (laughs) One of the wallets had Larry's ID in there. One of the other wallets was Bruce's, and then Ricky's. Okay. So all the murdered people. Well, yeah, of the men. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and the well, yeah, I mean, exactly. except for also Larry, but that's his own. But it's just the yeah. two men. That's weird. I guess it's not that weird, but yeah, they, it's probably like they had the easiest wallets in their pockets, where like the women, you'd have to go find their purse in their home. Yeah, which sometimes is a nightmare. Ugh. And then trying to find the wallet in the purse. Ugh. Forget about it. Yeah, you just take your chances with the, what the dudes have. Yeah, you <laughs> might as well. <laughs> Even if you dump it out, your chances are pretty slim that you'll actually ever find what you're looking for. That's goddamn truth, but you'll find like 19 chapsticks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the police officer was like, you're going to need to come with me and immediately arrests him because she's aware of these five murders, right? She's yeah. Like, mm, you're getting arrested for the connection of these murders. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah, good for her. Good job. <laughs> good cop. for doing your job. Which, random, but my three-year-old asked me today, or maybe yesterday, he was like, why do we call police officers cops? And I was like, fuck, I don't know. Like, you blew Mm -hmm. my mind. I don't know either. Oh, god damn, if somebody out there knows, let us know. Yeah. Because it's something we ain't gonna Google. (laughs) And no, that's true. I wonder if it's like, because, you know, back in the day, they'd be like, hey, copper. I wonder if a copper... Was like maybe their badges were made of copper. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Oh, did I steal your thunder? I mean, listen, we got there together. <laughs> <laughs> we'll share it. Yeah. We'll ride that thunder all the way. Yeah. Maybe. You know what? I like it. That's what I'm gonna tell people it's from. I'm gonna <laughs> tell my kid that as soon as he wakes up. I'm gonna be super stoked. Like it's Christmas morning, and we'd be like, guess what? <laughs> I have found out, and then he's gonna believe that and tell all his friends, and we're gonna find mm-hmm. out on Sunday that we're wrong. exactly all right so it turns out that the car's vin number that he was in larry's car that he was found in the vin was registered to bruce so george's boyfriend Mm -hmm. and inside the car they found a loaded 22 caliber gun under the driver's seat along with four rings some bullets and two watches okay Wow. So pretty incriminating, right? Yeah. Um, It was determined that based on the shell casings found at the crime scene, that the gun that Larry had in his possession in the car there, that was the gun that was fired at the crime scene. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. This isn't very tough detective work here, but just to like seal the deal, it was fucking Larry. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Also, they found blood on his clothing, which matched the victim's blood types. And additionally, the jewelry was positively identified as belonging to Georgia and her mother. Well, some bitch. Yeah, so Larry did it. Yeah. He was brought to trial where his primary defense was that he was insane at the time of murders, right? He had schizophrenia, this, like, history of mental health issues. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. But prosecutors, they fought this really hard, and they were saying that he was on a drug-fueled binge at the time, which there's actually no proof of, but... That's just what they're saying. I mean, he had a history of drug use also. Yeah. So they're saying, you know, he obviously did some bad drugs and he knew full well that he was doing something bad because he had fled the scene. Whereas if you were insane, you might not realize that and you might still be at the scene. Right. Yeah. Or you might turn yourself in like he was obviously trying to hide. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I could see both arguments. 
yeah, it'd be a tough jury to be on, especially if that's all you had to go off of. I'm sure they had a lot more information. <laughs> yeah, right. To base their judgment on. Uh, okay, so in 1983, a jury agreed with the prosecutors and found Larry guilty of the murders, and he was sentenced to death. Oh, shit. In 1986, three years later, the Court of Appeals reversed Larry's conviction because they found that there was an error during the jury selection. Oh, so they tried him again, and in 1987, he again was found guilty and sentenced to death. Hmm. All right. And th- through all of this, Larry has never denied that he committed the murders, and he says that he remembers the murders as if they were happening to somebody else, like he had an out-of-body experience. He was watching himself commit the murders. Oh, God. Yeah, Yeah. He says that God had told him to kill them. Oh, well, I didn't mean literally, oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I see what you did there. He believed that he had to kill 2,000 people, and he took a particular interest in the story of David and Goliath, and he even had a picture of David holding Goliath's severed head in his arms. Don't know if they're related, but perhaps. That's why he positioned Ricky in such a manner? Could be. Oh. Larry says that he doesn't know for sure what caused him to start the whole goddamn murdering spree. Mm-hmm. But that he went into the bathroom where Ricky was and shot him like a, quote, kamikaze. Then, once he had killed Ricky, he went to grab his keys to get out of there, but he couldn't find his keys. And mm-hmm. so he decided to go next door to steal their car. And when he got there, he ran into the entire goddamn family just enjoying their life. And he decided that he had to kill them all, too, because they were now witnesses. Oh, I was to gonna... him stealing a car? I don't know. I guess. I was thinking more along the lines of, like, that'll just add up your 2,000 body Gotta count, hit my right? quota. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, he says basically, like, you know... I needed a car. They were fucking collateral damage. Yep. Exactly. God damn, that sucks. I know, right? He said that Georgia screamed and pled for her life. Ugh. So, like, he clearly remembers all of this shit. Like I said, yeah. he's not denying any of it. And he's telling all of this basically to a friend. A friend was like, yeah, he called me and he said all this crazy shit. Uh, he told a friend that uh, if he would have just been able to find his keys, that he wouldn't have had to kill the other family. And then he would have gotten away with it. So he's kind of saying, like... You know, it really sucks I lost my keys because that whole family could have lived and also I would have gotten away with the murder for sure. Mm. So moral of the story is get a key ring, hook thing, (laughs) and keep it by your door. Yeah, seriously, man. Jesus. I don't know. Like, as I'm telling the story, I'm just thinking, like, I know he has a mental health history, you Mm -hmm. know, like schizophrenia or whatever. I really, truly believe that. But then, like, to later tell the stories when you're – I'm assuming you're like medicated your mental health is like being more taken care of I don't know that for sure because he is in prison when he's like telling all the shit yeah but like to be like yeah like if I just would have had my keys everything would have been chill that to me is like you should know like no you should be where you're at yeah but that also tells me that he's like disassociated with reality well for sure because like that's That's not the case like if he had his keys he wouldn't have been like fucking scot-free or anything no that's very true yes maybe the other family would have lived which would have been great but also like you you still killed ricky and you'd still be where you mutilated him yeah Yeah. what the fuck man you went a little much back there yeah a little bananas Mm mm-hmm 
So after the crime, he says that he like sat in their blood for hours Ugh. waiting for them to come back to life. Oh, that's not how that works. No, not at all. And I don't know if that's maybe that's like a biblical reference. I don't really know the full story of David and Goliath. Okay. Like the gist of it, you know. I mean, it was a little guy defeated a fucking big guy. That's all I know. <laughs> With a rock and a slingshot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I guess he severed his goddamn head. I didn't know that part of the story. I mean, I've seen pictures. <laughs> <laughs> they're historically accurate yeah you know i guess they're drawings <laughs> depictions <laughs> oh shit all right so he sat there waiting for them to come back to life and then he fled to wichita which is where he was captured with the victim's belongings right yeah. so that's his like recanting of the story recounting yeah yeah, not recanting. He's not taking it back. Yeah. <laughs> I already made that mistake once on this podcast. <laughs> Don't want to sound like an idiot again. Uh, we'll save that for next episode. Yeah. Or like two minutes from now. On January 21st, 2000, Larry was executed via lethal injection. He was originally slated to be executed on August 17th, 1999. But four hours before his execution... The state of Texas offered him a stay so that they could determine if he was mentally competent to be executed. Because, like, his parents were fighting this so hard. They were like, yo, bros, we've been telling you. Shit's fucked up. You guys didn't help us. This is your fault. You shouldn't execute my son. You should offer him mental health. You failed him. The system failed him. And so last second, the state of Texas was like, all right, we'll look into this shit. Oh, my God. And then they looked into it and they were like, "Uh, hey, Larry do you know that you committed this crime? And he was like, yeah. And they were like, do you know that we're going to execute you for committing this crime? And he was like, yeah. And they were like, all right, he's competent enough to be executed. That's all it took. <gasps> and so they rescheduled his date and they made like a plea deal saying that he wouldn't again argue or like, you know, try to get out of being executed. Yeah. He wouldn't try to appeal it. Uh, if he got to pick his execution date and he picked January 21st because it was like the first full moon or some shit like that. Or he wanted to be executed on a full moon. Okay. And so he picked his death date and that is the story of Larry Robinson. Holy shit. Yeah. Crazy, right? Yeah. Well. Whoa, bro. Definitely some mental health issues there. Oh, yeah. I feel really bad for the parents. Because, like you said, they knew, like, that whole time. If he had gotten help, maybe all of that shit wouldn't have happened. Like, that fucking sucks. Absolutely. And his parents are, like, really active in it. And they are, like, they've been interviewed a million times. And they were like, you know, one day we were respected teachers of the community because they're both teachers. Mm -hmm. And then, like, the next day we are the parents to this, like, mass murderer. Oh, that and they're sucks. like, yeah, and they're like, there's nothing we we did everything we could have done. Like, wh- what else could I have done differently? I cared about my son. I was trying to help him. He was a good kid. It was mental health. Yeah, isn't Aww. that crazy? It's so sad. That is sad. The fucking. And I feel so bad for those families, man. The like George's entire family got murdered, basically. Yeah. And fucking Ricky, man, he got it the worst. Yeah, and his poor mom found him. That is awful oh my god ricky's mom so at his execution like you know family members and shit were there and they were like kill him right like i'm ready for him to die and then when the state of texas offered him a stay they were like heartbroken and shit larry's mom was obviously really happy right but even larry's sisters and larry himself was like 
you got to stop fighting this. They're going to execute me. And you're just like torturing the victim's families by like stretching this out and having Aww. to relive this moment. And us too. Like it's basically like we all know Larry's basically dead. And we're having to spend these months leading up to his execution date visiting him thinking it's going to be the last time we're going to see him. And then it got extended, which is great and everything, but, like, it's extended by a few months, and we're just, like, drawing this whole process out for everything, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Just so even Larry off. himself, yeah, was like, I'm ready to die. I'm done. Oh. Isn't that crazy? That sucks. That super sucks. I mean, I guess he did know then he was mentally competent enough to be executed if he was just like, yeah, man, just get the shit over with. Yeah, so I'm kind of thinking, like, in my head, maybe it's a little mix of both, like, the mental health shit pushed him over the edge, but also maybe he was just like, you know, well, had some fucking hidden fantasies in there or some shit. Like the dude, Ricky was, his genitals were mutilated. There yeah. was something going on. Yeah, that's pretty gross. I don't know if Goliath's uh, genitals were mutilated. I don't know either. <laughs> I I feel like I would know that. Like that seems like a bigger story <laughs> I would have heard coming out of the Bible. They're not teaching that one in Sunday school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Instead, it's just that his head got severed, evidently. I didn't yeah. even know that part. I thought they just shot him in the fucking temple with a rock and he died. And everybody was like, good job, David. Yeah. I I mean, I can picture, like, the fucking doodles or whatever, drawings, whatever they are, depictions, things, fucking The art. actual photographs? Yeah, the historical evidence <laughs> <laughs> of him, like, the little guy holding this, like, big guy's head. So uh, I, that's the only oh, you thing know, that I maybe know about I, Maybe I can too. Yeah. Maybe I'm just doing that thing as like a witness where you're like, I saw that too. And yeah. I didn't really yeah. see it. I planted the idea in your head. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, bro. Yeah. Well, goddamn. Goddamn. Okay, Aaron. Would you like to hear about some murder? I would love to hear about your murder story. All right. Well, I am going to tell you a little ditty about Barbara Molinix. Okay, let's hear about it. Okay. This takes place in Huntington Beach, California on September 13th, 2006. Was it a Friday? I don't know. Should Mm, it have been? (laughs) Well, 13th. I don't know. Friday the 13th. Ooh, good question. Don't know. Okay. All right. We're just jumping right into this. And Mm -hmm. there was a body found in the Newport Harbor that was wrapped in a sheet. Ooh. Obviously, the police are called. The police come out. <laughs> they fish this body out of the sheet. Or, well, they fish this body out of the ocean. Oh, my God. And there was a folding knife, like a fucking pocket knife, that was also, like, tucked away in the sheets. Right? Oh, they put the murder weapon in there. Oh, yeah. So it was the body of a woman. She had been stabbed more than 50 times. Jesus. Yeah. And she still had a knife stuck in her eye socket. Oh, no. Was it the folded knife? No. That one was just tucked in the sheet. Oh, it's a different one. Yeah. And the folded knife had, like, fucking gore on it. What do you mean? Oh, like, bloody? Yeah. It was, like, bloody and, like, chunky. Chunks? Mm -hmm. Oh, God. That's awful. Yeah. So two knives involved, at least. Oh, God. So police determined that the cause of death was bleeding out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <that> sounds right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, no, I'm no doctor here, but I'm going to guess. <laughs> and they said that she would have died within minutes because the carotid artery in her neck was severed. So these are Ugh. fucking substantial knife wounds. wounds. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
So there was also a cardboard box that was like floating around her body and police were like, mm, we should fucking gather that shit up too. Maybe it's evidence. Yeah, that looks suspicious. <laughs> yeah. And so they're trying to identify her body and they can't because they can't get any fingerprints because she's bloated or whatever, you know, like a, oh God. a person who's been in water for quite some time. Yeah. But like we were talking about on the last podcast, she had breast implants. Ooh. Yeah. Is this some inspiration? Mm, no, it just happened to be. <laughs> oh, shit. That's crazy. Yeah. And so they were able to identify her by her breast implants, the serial number on her breast implants. Dude, I need to get I need to get some fake titties. I know, right? Fucking <laughs> at least to be fucking identified later. <laughs> yeah, if nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do it so your shirts fit better. <laughs> Keep telling yourself that. <laughs> So the body was identified as Barbara Mullenix, and okay. she was a 56-year-old woman. Damn. Yeah. She and her daughter, Rachel, who was 17 years old, had recently moved from out of state to live with Barbara's ex-husband, Bruce. I believe Ooh. that's Rachel's dad as well. Okay. In Huntington Beach. And so... Don't bring me down. Bruce. Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> Crushed it. Nailed it. So this little arrangement where they're living with her ex-husband was only going to be for the duration of Rachel's high school. So there was an end in sight. It wasn't like, all right, we're just getting the family back together, right? Got it. So it was like they were making it fucking work for their kids for the time being in terms yeah. of living arrangements. Living arrangements. Like they weren't together yeah. or anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. They're just like, hey, man, like, can we stay with you for a while? Because I can get on my feet. I need a place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So they had already identified the body as Barbara, but like I said, there was this cardboard box, right? Yeah. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> so police discover that it was actually from the Molinix home. Okay. Bruce had recently purchased a TV and this was the box that it had came in. Uh, what year is this? Are we talking like skinny box for a skinny TV or is this like back when boxes... 2006. Like TVs were boxes still? So I guess this TV was in a box, but it looked like it was a pretty square-ish box, like a big square box. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, enough to fit a body in. Ew. Oh, is there a body in there? Well, let's continue. <laughs> oh my god, what, how many, like, what size is the screen on this TV? <laughs> <laughs> how big is this box? Okay, so Bruce recently purchased a TV. This is the box. And they're like, oh, that's fucking sus, right? Yeah, let's check this shit out. Yeah, so obviously the police go to interview Bruce and Rachel, the daughter, to see like, hey, man, you guys have any idea why Barbara's in the ocean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so <laughs> you, why is Barbara in the ocean? <laughs> We found Quick question. A thing. Just, <laughs> yeah. If you don't know the answer, it's totally okay. <laughs> but we were wondering if you knew. <laughs> Did she go for a dive? Yeah. Wrapped in sheets? Was so, she into swimming? Yeah. You know, with a lot of stab wounds. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's surprising or not, but they can't find them. Both of them oh. are missing. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. But the box was from the home. And it's where Barbara was living, so the police fucking bust in to search the house, right? Yeah. Bruce shows up at home. Ooh, he, while the police are there? Yeah. He's like, around? hey guys, 
what, oh god what's no yeah what's going on here huh like, do you think he just like quietly showed up in a doorway <laughs> like, yes hello like a <laughs> silhouette and he's like what are you doing oh god no <laughs> yeah no. yeah probably and oh, so Lord. the police are like hey man where were you on tuesday night slash wednesday morning for yeah. yeah like so some shit went down and we think that your wife has been murdered well ex-wife yeah we think yeah, you know, I mean, it's possible that there was some foul play involved. And so, like, yeah, there was we- a fucking knife in her eye. Yeah. Where were you on Tuesday night slash Wednesday morning? Because yeah. they fucking determined that that's the night that she was murdered. Uh-huh. So Bruce said that he left Tuesday morning to go on a business trip to Fresno and he just got back. So he fucking oh. was out of town and he came back like, what happened What's going here? On? Yeah. 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 I've been here the whole time. Yeah. Or not here the whole time. No, the other, no. The opposite of that. I've been out of here the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Bruce admitted that they had problems in their marriage. That's why they got a divorce. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. <laughs> he said that she was becoming an alcoholic and she was kind of a dick when she drank. Oh, God. I'm paraphrasing. It's not a good trait. No, it's not. But he was like, I mean, we had irreconcilable differences in that, right? Like, yeah. I wasn't into it. Whatever. But... He obviously denied any involvement in harming her. So, Naturally, yeah. Yeah. So upon searching the home, they find in Barbara's room that the mattress and box spring were gone. Just fucking missing. Okay. And investigators use their fucking special lights or whatever to check for blood splatters and stains and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And they discover that there was a fucking ton of blood all over that room that had mostly been cleaned. Oh, Lord. Mm -hmm. There was a yellow sponge on the nightstand in the room that had blood on it. Okay, you can't, if you're going to clean a murder scene, you don't leave the actual thing that you cleaned it with right there. Right? They're like, I'm done. Just set this down. Yep, over here. This is good. This is where I keep my sponges. Yeah, exactly. Which, I mean, come on. You don't even keep a sponge on a nightstand. It's not like you just left it on the kitchen sink. Yeah, that's dumb. That would have made more sense, right? No. Yeah. Just left it in the fucking room. Like, are we done here? I want to go. Ugh, I'm so over this. Yeah. (laughs) So, sponge on the nightstand, and then there was a box of latex gloves in the kitchen, which fucking every kitchen has, but... No, only your kitchen. Oh, my God. All right, every laundry room has. (laughs) (laughs) And there were some knives in a kitchen drawer that matched the... Oh, God. Butter knife that was still (gasps) stuck in Barb's eye. It was a butter knife? It was a butter knife. That's not even cool, man. That's not even, like, something you can fucking cut some shit with. No. Yeah. Oh, I hope she was dead after that happened. Do you mean before? Yeah, that's the one I definitely meant. (laughs) Yeah. Dear God. Spoiler alert, she was not. Oh, so. Oh, Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. I would also like to address that occasionally I call Barbara Barb because I have a lot of Barbaras in my life and I call them all Barb. So I don't know if she went by Barb or not, but if that happens, I'm I sure apologize. I think she I'm did sure too. She did. Or like yeah. Barbie, you know? Yeah, probably. Yeah. She had breast implants. She was a fucking looker, right? There you go. Yeah. There you go. She's like, I'll go by Barbie. So, butter knife in the eye. Not a good Ugh. look. No, that's awful. Yeah. 
Also in the room, they found a clear palm print in blood on the wall. So like a clear one? Like this is oh, a, clearly like a palm clear. print. <laughs> <laughs> Not like clear. No, no, no. Clear blood. <laughs> I, w- <laughs> I went to some like alien shit there for a second. I was like, hold up. <laughs> was it in ectoplasm? <laughs> No, 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 no. Oh, it God. was like, right. this is clearly a palm print of blood. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah. <laughs> okay, gotcha. And so they're like, oh, that's fucking suspicious, right? This could possibly lead us to the murderer on account of it's a whole thing to identify a person with. <laughs> oh, look, a clue. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they cut out the wall and like fucking bring that down to the station, right? Oh, shit. They didn't even lift it. They were like, this is mine. Yeah. They were like, just take the whole, take the whole thing. Take the house. <laughs> this is ours now. <laughs> I'm going to need then- that chandelier. It's for evidence. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Crystal? Bring it here. <laughs> I think it has some blood on it. Oh, God. So the police obviously test the palm print against Bruce because they're like, hey, bro, like you're fucking suspicious on account of you're the ex-husband. You guys yeah. obviously had some issues on account of your divorce. Maybe you we're going to want to see that palm. Yeah. Check that shit out. Right. Yeah. But it wasn't him. Oh, but so now we're looking for Rachel because she's still missing this. Yeah. How big's her hand? Girl. What's her palm look like? Right. Well. <laughs> I don't know, (laughs) but she's (laughs) fucking missing. So they're calling her and they're like, hey, man, Rachel, can you answer? I'd really like to get a hold of you. And she's not answering the phone. They're like leaving her voicemails. I'm sure Bruce is like, hey, have you heard from mom? important. Yeah. (laughs) No, neither have I. Interesting. Can you come home? Yeah. We need to talk. And last anyone knew, she was with her 21-year-old boyfriend, Ian, the day before. Okay. She was 17. He was 21. A little gross, Damn. but all right, right? Yeah, that's a big age gap, but okay, for that age anyway. Yeah, for that age, it's a little, ugh. but yeah. that's ugh. my opinion. Yeah. And kind of ironically, they had gone to see a movie the day before called The Lady in the Water. Oh. Hmm. 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 Interesting, right? Yeah. So the investigators go and they ask the neighbors, like, hey, did you guys hear anything or see anything or, you know, whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the next door neighbor said they were woken up at 2 a.m. by yelling and thumping for two to three minutes. And he said he wouldn't be surprised if someone was murdered over there. Jesus. This is before he knew that anyone was murdered over there. Oh, that's an embarrassing thing to say. (laughs) Right? And police were like, you didn't want to tell anybody about that? (laughs) Like, fucking... Because we've all been there. Yeah. We're all like, I'd love to call and report this, but I have no substantial evidence to support what my crazy mind is thinking. Yeah. And also, if I blink, I'm going to fall back asleep. So. So good night. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Well, apparently he didn't. And he was like, oh, crazy. That's what that was. That's what it sounded like. Oh, God. So then Bruce tells the police about Ian Allen, who was Rachel's boyfriend. And apparently Barbara didn't like him too much. Like, Mm. she would challenge him and, like, get in screaming matches with him and stuff. Like, oh, shit. I don't want to say, like, I don't think that I would get into any screaming matches with my daughter's boyfriend because, like, that motherfucker better respect me as a person. Yeah. But also, like, kind of sounds like they were both aggressive people. Yeah. 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 Or at least, like, when she was drinking, apparently she was kind of aggressive Uh, and confrontational. mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, hmm. So as teenagers do, 
Rachel was talking about marrying Ian, which fucking pissed off Barbara even more. And Barbara oh threatened Ian with a statutory rape charge. <gasps> yeah. Oh, that's not good. She's like, I'll fucking call the cops on you because my daughter's underage and you're going to go to fucking jail, right? Oh, God. Oh, God. And apparently after that whole argument blew over, like whatever, nothing was filed, then Ian had them, them being Bruce and Barbara, he had them both sign something that said like, hey, we're cool with this. We're not going to press statutory rape charges against you. Can you do that? I don't know. I mean, maybe just so that they couldn't like threaten it in the future. Got it. But then like if you really did it. <laughs> I don't know, though, because it's like saying like, no, her parents were cool with it. And then the parents are like, no, we're not like it's our word against yours or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't really weird. know how it works. He fucking had him sign something. It did not look official. <laughs> <laughs> it's like on a napkin. Yeah, literally. And it was like fucking Bruce, father. And it's written in like boy handwriting. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> so apparently he did get them to both sign this thing, though, because according to Bruce later, he was like, well, I would rather have a relationship with my daughter and like deal with this than have her like pull away from us and like resent us or whatever because she's still gonna see him you know yeah yeah okay well and maybe he's really not that bad like maybe yeah you know nobody likes their daughter's boyfriends but maybe it was just like okay there's a big age gap but he's not doing anything to harm her yeah yeah that's possible and she likes him so i'll just grit through it Mm mm-hmm Exactly. And the more that you fight it, the more that your daughter's going to want to stay with them. So never would sign anything, though. Not blaming anyone because you do you. But I just feel like I'd be like, uh, now we're cool. I feel like as the adult in the situation, which I understand that 21 is also an adult, I don't think I would sign anything either because I'd be like, I'm going to do what I'm going to fucking do. You can just chill out and like ride this wave out, see where it goes. Like, I'm not. Yeah, you anything. have to put up with me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not, I'm not agreeing to your terms. You're dating my yeah. daughter. Mm. Get out of here. You're going to agree that. to my terms, motherfucker. Motherfucker. So, also, a week before Barbara was murdered, there was an incident where Rachel missed her 1 a.m. curfew. Ooh. Yeah, and Barbara was pissed, and so she went down to Ian's house and was like banging on the door and threatening them and fucking yelling and screaming at one in the morning, right? Oh, shit. This was, like, not a good relationship. No, no. She really did not like Ian. Got it. And so she got Rachel out of there, and she grounded her, and she was like, you're not fucking to see this kid anymore. Like, I'm over it, right? Mm-hmm. But it's a 17-year-old girl. And she's going to do what she wants. Exactly. Can't tell me what to do. So, come <laughs> So back to the investigation, during a background check, police find out that two years prior, there was another incident between Rachel and Barbara where Rachel attacked Barbara with a knife and like slashed up her arms and stuff. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. And slashed up her arms. I'm assuming like that's some defensive wound stuff, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Like she wasn't going for the arms. (laughs) Yeah. She was like going for her and Barbara was like, no, stop. Don't. Don't oh do that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Don't touch me there. <laughs> this is my no-no square. My whole body. <laughs> my arms, you can do whatever. But please don't. <laughs> yeah, but please don't. So she was all cut up and stuff, but Barbara refused to press charges against her daughter. Wow, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So the police go to Ian's house because they're like, well, let's see if Rachel's there, right? Mm-hmm. But Ian's parents said that they hadn't seen him in more than two days. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Also... 
their 38 caliber pistol was missing. Uh-oh. Yeah. And so police... Were they like, oh, by the way, we can't find him and... <laughs> yeah, you know what? Our gun's gone. I was looking for that earlier and it's I'm gone. I'm so glad you're here. Because <laughs> can, can I file a report that my gun is stolen? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they were just like, yeah, he's not here. Also, our gun's gone. I don't know the context in which they said it, but maybe they were like, uh, Ian's not here. Let me check for not my gun. Not sure if it's related. <laughs> yeah. You might want to know. I don't know if it's important, but... (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to waste your time or anything. Yeah. And so police are like, hey, so can we search your home? Because he's missing and Rachel's missing and Rachel's mom just so happened to be brutally murdered. And we would like to, you know, see what's going on here. And they were like... Poke around a bit. Yeah. And they were like, absolutely. Come on in. Yeah. So they confiscate the computers that were in the house and they find that on the day that Barbara was murdered, someone searched for directions to Tampa, Florida. Okay. From California, by the way. Okay. So they're in Tampa, Florida. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, maybe we should look around there, right? Yeah. But it's only yeah. been, I think it was like a day that they Yeah. Were so able if they to... drove, they're not there yet. Yeah, exactly. And so police start watching like Ian's credit cards. And this oh. motherfucker used an ATM in Louisiana. Okay. And they're like... <laughs> Made a paper trail. Yeah. They're like, oh, there he is. <laughs> Let's go get him. <laughs> yeah. And so they have both Ian and Rachel arrested in Louisiana. Oh, nice. They really did find him. Like, they yeah. got him. <laughs> got him. Yeah. Yeah. So during interrogations, Rachel was claiming that she had nothing to do with it, right? They're like, yo, your mom's yeah. dead. And she's like, what? I would never do anything to hurt my mom. Like, no way. Yeah. It wasn't me. I was kidnapped. <gasps> yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. She said that night she went to bed around 10 p.m. And she woke up in the middle of the night to her mom screaming her name. Oh, God. She ran in there, and she saw Ian standing over her mom, stabbing her. Oh, God. And she was like, hey, what the fuck you doing, bro? And she tried to push him <laughs> off. <laughs> um, oh, God. Again, paraphrasing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She tried to push him off, but he shoved her, and she was knocked out. Sure. Yeah. This sounds like some, like, Gypsy Rose shit. Right? Interesting. It's mm. it's not that, but it does sound like that. <laughs> well, well, yeah, I know because her name's not Gypsy, <laughs> or yeah, or Dee Dee, or Blanchard. Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So then she was like, "I was knocked out, right?" And then yeah, she said that she woke up in a motel with Ian, saying that she had no choice and that she was going with him, and he was threatening her, and he had a gun. Mm. And so police were like, "Crazy." So we have some evidence that's pretty contradictory to that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And the forensic evidence suggests that Barbara was stabbed by two people. Oh, God. On account of she had over 50 stab wounds, like we said. Or I said. Yeah. We didn't, you know. Yeah. No, I didn't say shit about that. <laughs> Don't bring me into this. <laughs> well, she had over 50 stab wounds with at least two different knives. At least. Okay, so, okay. I mean, it's So, possible. like, your stabber isn't going to stop stabbing, switch knives, and pick another one. Yeah, probably. Not usually, okay. anyway. So, yeah. But, I mean, like, yeah. it's possible. But they're like, you know, in all of our experience doing this, that leads to Rare. two fucking yeah. stabbers, right? Got it. Mm-hmm. Two fucking stabbers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then during Ian's interrogations, he confessed to the murder of Barbara. 
But he said that he acted alone. He said that he had only gone over there to threaten her for grounding Rachel, but that things got out of hand pretty quickly. And Uh, you think? Yeah. And he ended up fucking stabbing her with a a knife that he found from the home. Like the butter knife came from the home. But did he stab her with a butter knife or was that like a finishing move? No, you said she was awake. Well, this is so fucking weird. I don't know if she's what awake, weird but she was alive. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why that one was chosen. Like out of all of the knives in my kitchen, I could find two sharp ones. Yeah. <laughs> I could find like at least 10 better than a fucking butter knife. Yeah. That's a horrific thing to choose, which I don't yeah. know what kind of butter knife it was either. Like maybe some of them are sharper than others, but all of my butter knives are like, did you want to cut that? Because you can't. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. What if it's like a legit like spreading butter knife, you know, like the fancy ones? Yeah, with like the super rounded top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like you could like ice this tiny cake with it. Yeah, <laughs> I did see an x-ray of it, but it was turned sideways. So it's like that is the the Ugh. like thin side of it. Yeah, pretty Ugh. gross. Okay. You too can see it when you fucking Google this shit. Yep, when I add it to the website. <laughs> mm-hmm. So remember that sponge that was on the nightstand? Yes, where they gave up. Yeah, the one that had some blood on it that they were like, uh-huh. I'm done with this. Put this right here. Uh-huh. Well, it was obviously used to clean up the murder, right? And yep. Rachel's DNA was found on it. Ooh, Ooh. so she scrubbed She scrubbed the whole deal up. Yeah, so she obviously had a hand in cleaning up after this shit, right? Yeah. So the TV box that was found near her body. We already know that it came yeah. from Bruce's TV. Police were speculating that Barbara's body was actually in that box when it was dumped in the water. <gasps> oh. Yeah. But it's cardboard, so obviously it fell apart yeah. in water because that's how fucking cardboard works, which is not wood, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, it turns out. <laughs> As it turns out, which I'll kind of disagree with because, like, it's paper, which comes yeah. from trees, which is wood. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah fucking science everyone's like that's not how life works (laughs) (laughs) to me it is (laughs) yeah me too i agree yeah someone's gonna yell at us god damn it Eh, later (laughs) that's future aaron's problem (laughs) also the duct tape that was used to seal up the box was the same duct tape that they found in ian's truck Ooh. also also Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm They found three of Rachel's fingerprints on the adhesive side of the tape that was used to seal the box. Motherfucker. Touched that shit. Used it. Mm -hmm. We're all over you. Whose palm print? Whose palm print? Oh, I'll tell you. I need to know. (laughs) So, first we're going to talk about the gun. Oh, okay. On the gun, there was DNA from both Ian and Rachel. They both held the gun together and pulled the trigger. Well, she wasn't shot, but that is saying that fucking Rachel at one point had possession of this gun. So they're like, yo, you know how you're saying that you were kidnapped? You obviously had access to the gun. Yeah, had access to this gun. So like, why didn't you use it on Ian if he had just brutally murdered your mom or just use it to try and escape? Be like, hey, I'm out of here. You stay right there. Right. But like, I wonder, could that be transfer DNA? Remember how we've talked about this before? Where like, because you live in a house with Brandon, if you touch something, you could inadvertently transfer Brandon's DNA on something, even though he had never actually been there. It's possible. I do not know. I mean, I guess it's possible. But they were like, no, 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 no. both you bitches touched it. Right. Yeah. Unless it was like a clear fingerprint. They did not specify that. 
Okay. The clear fingerprint, <laughs> or the yeah. clear palm print that was on the wall in ectoplasm, apparently. <laughs> yes, yes. Tell me about that. Was found to be, drumroll, Ian's. Oh. Yep. What an idiot. Yeah, he was like, just, I don't know, like hand on the wall, like, are we done in here? <laughs> Let me just Are you still cleaning? Yeah. Oops, sorry, missed a spot. Yeah, like leaning against the wall. I don't know. Also, there were texts between Ian and Rachel. Uh-huh. So she said that she went to bed at 10 p.m., right? Uh-huh. But she was texting Ian up until about 1.45 a.m. Oh, damn. Yeah. So she lying. Yeah. And they believe that the murder occurred at about 2 a.m. So they're like, oh, God. Hey, that was Playing pretty it. fucking close. Yeah. Yeah. And she was texting Ian stuff like, she's taking her Xanax now. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So police believe that Rachel and Ian waited until Barbara was asleep, and then Rachel went and let Ian inside, and then they both went into her bedroom and fucking attacked her. Oh, God. That's terrifying. Yeah. Then they put her in this fucking TV box, Rachel tapes it up, they dump her into the ocean, and then... As I mentioned before, the mattress and the box spring were missing. Yeah. So they find those burned up on a railroad track near Ian's work. So they're like, hey. So they murdered her on that. On the bed. Like she was asleep. Yeah. And they went in there and fucking stabbed her to death. Oh, dear God. Yeah. So through the entire trial, Rachel was saying that she was innocent and that there was no way that she would have done that to her mom, basically being like, I'm not a monster. Like, it was me and my mom. We're fucking, you know, close, and I would never do anything like that to her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She was found guilty, and she was sentenced to 25 years to life in prison. Dang. And then through Ian's trial, he was saying that Rachel was innocent and that he had acted alone, intending to only go and talk to Barbara, but... Like I said, things got out of hand. Got out of control. Yeah. And so he's basically saying, like, no, 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 she's telling the truth. I fucked up back there, right? Wow. He was also found guilty, and he also received 25 years to life. And then Mm -hmm. after the trial, he admitted that Rachel was involved from the very beginning, and he was trying to cover her ass, but he's like, well, I'm never getting fucking out of prison now, so... Might as well tell the truth. Might as well tell the goddamn truth. Yeah, exactly. Oh, shit. Well, I mean, we all kind of knew it, right? Yeah, yeah, we did. Here's the thing. (laughs) Yeah. Bruce didn't believe that Rachel had anything to do with it. Yeah, like, well, that's his daughter. That's his baby girl, right? Yeah, but... And he didn't like Ian. Rachel's grandparents didn't think that she did either. Uh Uh-huh. Like, right after the sentencing, they were like, no, she's innocent. And they're like, we love you, blah, blah, blah. Like, they're fucking sticking by her 100%. Yeah, but she, like, so do they think that she was, like, literally held captive and forced to clean the blood scene and all of that? Yeah, what she was saying was that she did help clean up the scene and that she did make some mistakes in that, like, fucking helping him to dispose of her body and stuff, but that she had nothing to do with the initial killing. However, Hmm. she was texting Ian up until the actual murder. She was like, yo, want to come inside? Like, she, yeah, there was... Two She's people. asleep now. Yeah, there was two people stabbing her. It doesn't add up. She had something to no, do with it. No, yeah. 
But also, I guess you could say, I mean, I didn't read the text or anything, but if she's like, oh, she took her Xanax, it could be that, like, he's sneaking in for them to, like, mess around, mm, you know? That's true. From, like, Rachel's perspective. Yeah. And then and then he goes fucking batshit crazy. But she also attacked her mom previously, previously with a knife. Yeah. yeah that's... And then two people stabbing. I don't know. I could see, I could see where you could, like, you know, especially as a family member, you could find some excuses or some, you know like leeway in the story because you're like oh that could potentially happen you want to believe it yeah yeah exactly yeah i could see that uh, seems a little fishy i don't know from the outside it kind of looks like like she did it yeah she was involved from the beginning and all the way through and she had access to the gun to like escape or try to escape or anything or fucking call someone and be like yo we're in louisiana I'm not involved in Come this shit. And get us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know, man. That's a weird one. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. Hmm, really? Yeah, because, you know, like if I, again, because, you know, I was a juror recently. <laughs> if I were on a jury and presented that with the, like, defense of saying, no, I was forced, and here's the reason, like, you know, the gun had DNA because it was transfer DNA, or it could have been transfer DNA. I didn't actually touch the gun. And if they couldn't prove that it wasn't, then I would be like, okay, well, it's likely, like, beyond a reasonable doubt, they haven't proven that to me, mm-hmm. that I that that person, that Rachel actually touched the gun. And then cleaning up the crime scene, okay, maybe she was forced or held at gunpoint too. Like, I want to know the circumstances of when she was found. Like, people are held captive and don't tell people around them all the time because they're afraid of what their captor is saying to them, right? Like the Elizabeth Smart thing. She was afraid to say, "Yeah, I'm Elizabeth Smart. It took forever to get that out of her. So that's like a thing too. So I could see why she wouldn't say in Louisiana, like, hey, somebody come get me. I'm being held captive. Yeah, I guess. Like I could see, I'm not saying that it's like flawless or anything, right? But I could see if I were on a jury, I might be like, Hmm. But then you say that she went stabbing the other day, you know? Yeah. You know, a couple years ago, we had a little incident. Then I'm like, hmm, maybe not. Doesn't check out. Which they also said, and I don't know if it's relevant or not, but that it was exactly two years before. Like to the day? Yeah. Weird. So. That's weird. I don't know if the day was like significant or if it just so happened to be that way, but Hmm. they were like, fucking Hmm. exactly two years ago, she stabbed the shit out of her mom before or cut her arms which that's crazy sounds kind of like attempted stabbing yeah i don't know and then you're saying like two people stabbing yeah i don't know yeah yeah how do you explain the two different knives and two people stabbing which i guess like i said a person could like stab a bunch with one knife and then be like "Ugh, i'm exhausted give me the other knife this butter knife (laughs) is really hard to stab with this butter knife turned out to be really dull yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you, like, leave that one in her eye, and then you stab with the other one. I don't know for a fact. Oh, my God. That is a horrific thought. Ugh. Sorry about it. <laughs> yeah. Dear Lord. Yeah, well, what if he started stabbing with the butter knife, because it was, like, the closest thing to him, and then once he got her, like, distracted, he grabbed a real knife? Yeah, but she was killed in her bedroom on her bed, so... That's true. So you, you had brought to, that shit with you. Yeah, you had to go to the kitchen to be like, hmm, this knife will do. Wasn't one of the knives a pocket knife? It looked like it. Like it was like a folding knife. That's not like a kitchen knife. That's like maybe he had it in his pocket or something. Yeah, possibly. Like he brought that knife and then she fucking got the butter knife from the kitchen. <gasps> bum, 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 hmm. bum. 
Yeah, she, she probably did it. Yeah, I think so too. It's crazy. <laughs> Isn't God it? Damn. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. My God, it's not worth it. They're not, first of all, if they didn't do this, it's not like they were going to stay together anyway. You never stay with the person you were with when you were 17. No, and if you do, you're it, crying for help. <laughs> yeah. I think I literally have been with Lee since I was 17. <laughs> I mean, Brandon and I were on and I'm off, but same. <laughs> yeah. You're crying for oh, help. God. Yeah. Help me. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, but goddamn, that's the okay, story. But- also, I wanted to mention before you try to close this out, like uh-huh. how awkward is it? Cardboard is not sturdy enough to hold a whole body, you know, like she had to use a lot of duct tape. And I'm sure that was an awkward teen carry to the lake or the ocean or wherever the fuck she was. Throwing. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, you know how when you put too many books in a box and you're like, yeah. fuck, the bottom is going to blow out on this bitch. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. And maybe that's why it fucking blew out. <laughs> yeah. Got off of her body faster. Because I think she was only in huh. the water for like a day or something. Jesus criminy. Yeah. That is some yeah. intense reactions. Yeah. To, hey, you're grounded. Right? To like, I don't really like your boyfriend. Hey, <laughs> hey, you, you. I don't like your girlfriend. Boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh. So, a uh, fucking word of advice to moms out there. Just keep Watch your opinions your to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or be like, don't hey, take a zanny. I don't like him, but I mean, like, do you? Because teenage love and stuff. Just don't do anything stupid. Yeah. Bye. I'm sure you guys are going to last forever. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, not in my house. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. You're practicing your signature with his last name. That's nice. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Well, goddamn. Yep. All right, lady, send us out. All right. Well, if you guys want to check out pictures of butter knives and people's skulls, mm-hmm. go to isgdpodcast.com. I mean, it's an mm-hmm. x ray. Yeah, it's an x ray. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Not worried about it. Not no more. Not now, not never. Mm-mm. Also, we have links to our merchandise and our Patreon there. And Aaron fixed our Patreon so that you could actually just search in Patreon. I said, goddamn. Mm hmm. Because I guess we were marked as, like, adult content or some shit, and they thought we were, like, selling sexy time. Mm-hmm. So, Aaron, unblock that shit. Thank yeah. God. I was like, hey, it says here that we're showing, like, nudie stuff, and we're not doing that. No. And they were like, sorry no. about it. <laughs> sorry about it. It's We're usually really good at this, and we weren't really good at this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now you should hopefully be able to actually search it. I have not actually tested it, but. I did. You can. One can hope. Oh, good. Nice. Yeah. Ta da! Yeah. All right. Uh, what else is there? There. Uh, you can fucking contact us through there too, or you can email us at isgdpodcast at gmail dot com mm-hmm. and give us case suggestions or just tell us hello. Mm-hmm. We're on social media, isgdpodcast. Mm-hmm. On Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Mm-hmm. You should snail mail Erin. I don't think she's gotten anything in a long time in the P.O. Box. Um, Actually, I haven't checked since quarantine, so I should probably Ooh. get on down there and make sure. But no, I haven't in a hot minute. And it is P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. Drop her a line. Be mm-hmm. like, yo. What's up, baby? How's quarantine life? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, is there COVID on this? I'm going to spray oh, everything God. down with Lysol before I open it. <laughs> Yeah, if you have fever, do not send a letter. And definitely don't lick the envelope. Yeah, please. I'd appreciate (laughs) it. Yeah. 
please and thank you. Also, mm-hmm. please subscribe, rate, and review us. Mm-hmm. Also, don't forget our sweet Twitch fucking extravaganza that's going to be happening on Thursday, April 2nd. And yes, go create a Twitch account or find out if you can maneuver that shit, navigate that. We'll try and help with that as well if you have any questions. But hopefully we'll get some people that want to see this shit show live. Yeah, subscribe to us when we find out all that information. We'll blast it on our social media so that you can subscribe. I'm sure it's going to be ISGD podcast or I said goddamn podcast. However the fuck this works in Twitch because we don't know. We're learning with you. Yep. And then you'll be alerted when we go live. What? Which also we should mention, I believe that on Twitch subscriptions cost money. So um, oh. not begging for that, but you can follow oh. us. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. O'Reilly. Auto parts. I'm, I didn't know that part about Twitch. Yeah. I'm not saying don't subscribe. We would love it. But I'm just saying yeah, we're yeah, not for like, sure. you don't have to subscribe to us to watch this shit. <laughs> yeah. We'll just let you know when we're going live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But also, also, Amazon Prime offers, you get like a free subscription to Twitch. So then you can oh. give your subscription to anyone. So if you have Amazon Prime and you don't Twitch, but you want to Twitch with us, you can give that shit to us. That'd be pretty fucking cool. Oh, shit. You want to Twitch with us? Mm-hmm. We'd accept. <laughs> oh, God. This is so weird. I feel like a fucking old ass person trying to figure out like technology. Yeah. I only know this because Brandon is on Twitch fucking always constantly everything we have shit playing from twitch always so i've learned all right and i'm not trying to like we're not trying to get rich off of this we're just trying to provide you some sweet sweet entertainment for your quarantine days (laughs) (laughs) yeah but also if we get rich that would be super cool i mean i'm not i'm not against it (laughs) everybody's like bitch we ain't got no jobs (laughs) i know and that's what i'm saying i don't want to be make it seem like we're like oh give us all your money that's not what it's yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I just want to entertain Instead, you. Instead, just let us, yeah, ruin the fucking magic for you and come hang out with us. Yeah, exactly. And then between stories and or between stuff, we can answer some questions and talk to you about cases. Or if you guys are like, um, cardboard's not fucking wood, you can tell us right then instead of yelling at us later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So on that lovely note, you guys are fucking awesome. Yep. Miss you. And we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. And if you're all caught up on our podcast, stay tuned for a promo from Wine and Crime. Hey, true crime fans. Have you listened to Wine and Crime yet? We're a true crime comedy podcast hosted by three childhood friends who chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash our worst Minnesotan accents. Each week, us gals pick a true crime topic and pair it with a delicious wine before delving into the background and psychology behind the crime. Then we share and speculate wildly about a couple of bonkers cases related to the topic. Past episodes include necrophilia, cults, crimes of passion, cruise ship disappearances, exorcisms gone wrong, all this over a bottle of wine, or let's be real, three. Listen anywhere you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Wine and Crime Pod, and check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. Cheers! Cheers.